we're back with the uh, Discovery Podcast. We got myself, uh, Jody, Paul on the line, and so as always, we got we got Paul, and he's going to introduce uh, he's going to introduce Jody. He's going to be talking about owning your own mind tonight, which is a very important topic with with us here at Discovery. It taking control of your subconscious thoughts, your it, which which stands uh, internal thoughts. So owning your mind's got everything to do with, with it because you're in constant competition with your pre-programmed conditioning that feeds your subconscious mind just like a, a, a recording. And that recording tends to play itself back and influence your current and future decisions and quality of life. So owning your own mind is very central to the concepts we talk about with Discover It. And you're probably going to hear it referred to several times. So when you hear it, again, we're referring to internal thoughts. And I've compared it in the past from my own understanding to uh, the devil or negativity or evil. Because we tend to re- we tend to kind of compare it to that whenever we're thinking of our own worst enemy, or why is this voice in the back of my head always discouraging me and and directing me down the wrong path? So Jody's going to dig in deeper to that concept and and help us to understand why it's important to own our own mind and and give us some some tips and some guidelines. On going on how to go about doing that. So, Paul, if you will, um, do the honors of in, in introducing Jody and and the uh, topics we'll be talking about tonight. Okay, appreciate that, uh, Ray. Um, like to uh, introduce Jody. He's going to be talking about owning your own mind. And uh, after Jody uh, shares tonight, we're going to asked a few questions about how uh, it applies to you and your past program conditioning. Uh, Jody, you want to go ahead and start the uh, presentation tonight? Sounds good. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Ray. And we're going to talk about owning your own mind. And first, we're going to talk about what the word own means. Like owning means that it belongs to you. And so a lot of people think like, well, of course it belongs to you. It's your mind, right? But if you start to think about all those different things, like have you ever been driving to work and realized like you got there or what keeps your heart beating? What keeps you breathing? Or if you ever got pushed into water that all of a sudden you stop breathing before you go underwater, like something does that automatically. Um, and you'll often say like, man, I did that without even thinking. And that without thinking is that internal thought. Um, it's that part that you don't own. It's just doing it without your permission, so to speak. And um, some of those things are good. Some of them, you know, they control us. And we want to take control and own those parts. And it's not easy. And we're going to talk about some different ways and methods in order to take that control back and make that decision. Um, So how do we lose control of our mind? Like, where does that part come from? Um, a lot of times it just comes from not being aware. It's things that happen throughout our life and, um, we don't have control of them, different situations. Uh, when we were born, 
we had to learn things somehow. So we watched what our parents did. We learned how to speak. We learned how to walk and emulate them just in order to survive. And some of these experiences created different labels. Maybe it was things that people said to us. Uh, maybe it's something that we did, different experiences, different talents that we suddenly were good at. And they started to create this identity on who we thought we were. And we'd say things to ourselves. Some people, some of them were negative. We'd be like, well, I'm not good enough to do that. Or I'm clumsy. or I've never really made a lot of money. Or I'm not a good reader. Or, I don't run. Different things like that. And all these negative things kind of create this bondage in this prison and these fences around us and they limit who we think we are and who we are capable of doing and we let these things define us and sometimes people say the opposite things um they think they're really good there's this one song um and the phrase is like all i do is win 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 no matter what and it's it's interesting because the whole song like some people have that mentality and they're always looking and they're always finding ways to make things happen. And the list could go on and on of all the different positive things and the negative things. Um, but when we start to think about either one of those, we want to take that power back. In a sense, we don't have control over that. So our it kind of stole that power and it took that thinking and our mind away from us. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't like when someone steals something or takes something from me. I want that back. And there's this uh, story about like a circus elephant when they're real little and they're a baby, they'll drive a stake into the ground and tie it up with this rope and the elephant will pull and pull and try to get that stake out and try to get free. And it suddenly gives up and realizes that it's not strong enough. And it creates this identity to be like, I can never pull that stake out. And they'll continue to use the same rope and the same stake and the elephant will get huge and it never tries and reevaluates whether it thinks it can pull that stake out because it's already created that identity. It's already stuck in its head that that's just the way it's going to be. And we do the same thing. We tend to stay that way and never really evaluate or never go try to do something that we may have failed before because it seems safe and it's kind of comfortable. Um, or it's just a pattern of something we learned when we were little and that's all we've ever known. So we never really try to do anything different. Um, so we want to take that control back. We want to change and confront first confront those different things. And that's the realization of these types of thoughts that we have, those different I statements and those different facts that before, uh, owned our thinking, you know, like I said before, it's just the way we are. Um, or you'll hear, hear people say, well, that's who I am. Right. So whenever I start saying that, or I think of something like that, or uh, I start telling people about who I think I am and my identity, it kind of throws these, throws these little red flags. Like, did I decide that that's who I was going to be? Or is that something that I've accepted? And, you know, after learning how to identify these things, we can decide and choose to take these things back. And I guess the first um, big thing that we come up against is believing whether we can do it, you know, confronting that idea that we can do something. And it's, it's very interesting when you come up to really big challenges that a lot of people, they, they kind of think they can and they have a little bit of belief or they'll say they believe they can do it. And then when things get really tough, they kind of, I guess, 
go back to like, well, I guess I was right. I guess I never thought I really could. So when I talk about believing you can do something, it has to be like this burning obsession, this something that inspired you um, with a definite purpose behind it. You can't just kind of want it. You have to like really want to change. Cause a lot of these things we've never done before. That's something we just identified with and never um, thought we could change. So the next step is to identify these things that we want to change. And it, it's usually pretty easy in this sense that anytime you say, I, all these little I, I statements, um, those are all things that we have identified with. And it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just things that we didn't have control over before. And we have to kind of evaluate those, make a list, go through the ones we want to keep. Some of them will be good. Some will be bad. Some will be indifferent. Uh, like for me, I don't really need to change my regular breathing pattern or my regular heartbeat or a lot of those things like that. I can kind of let my mind control those. Um, but there's other things that we might be good at and it might be a good, good talent that we've identified with, uh, but it might not be good for what we want. So we can still evaluate those things. Uh, it reminds me of another country song where the guy talks about, he says he's, he's pretty good at drinking beer. And if you listen to like all the other lyrics, he talks about all these things that he's not good at. He's not good at some of them are different jobs and some of them are different talents and things. And he just goes on and on about, he's not good at any of these things, but he's pretty good at drinking beer. Um, so he, he definitely needs a, a lesson in identifying things that are good and bad and to stop letting those things control him. And some people are really good at playing video games and that may or may not be a good thing if they're looking to do something more with their life. So identifying these things and finding out which ones are good and which ones are bad. Um, some talents we might not be good at, and we can look at those in a positive light and say, these are things that I need to work on. These are things I want, but I need to work on them and, you know, make an effort. And we're talk about that next. And this list of identifying all these things, is important. It's real similar to a grocery store or something where they have all this inventory. A lot of the stuff's just sitting on the shelf and they have to go through and look at it. Uh, they have to look at the stuff that's expired. They have to look at stuff that's not selling. Um, it might be a really good item and it's just not selling. So they have to make a decision whether that's something that's going to be valuable to their store or not and decide which ones to get rid of and which ones to keep. So the third part is to be proactive. So that's when you decide. So that's the action step. You have a list, you know what you need to do. You're starting to formulate a plan and this is how you control those situations. Uh, this is when you cause something to act to happen rather than just responding to it. And whenever I respond to something or I react to something, I have to, it kind of jogs my mind like, Hey, that's not something I decided to just act. That was my it. That was my inner thought just taking over my thoughts and taking over my mind. And I want to take that control back. So a lot of times that should be a little red flag that says, Hey, somebody else is in control. This is where you step in and kind of take that back. And there's a lot of things that'll cause people to not want to be proactive. They'll be kind of stalled out. They'll be paralyzed. They'll procrastinate. And the big one is like fear of failure, fear of criticism and fear of public speaking is, is a, higher on the list of things people are afraid of than dying. And a lot of that has to do with the, their low self-worth, low self-esteem, um, based on that 
those I statements and things like that, that they think they identify with and they have that fear of being criticized and things like that. So those are all things we need to be proactive on. And we talked about making the list of maybe things we're not good at. Those are things we want to work on those weak areas and all this proactive work is going to take a lot of discipline, a lot of personal initiate initiative and creating a plan. We had a list of things. Now we kind of got to create a plan and that's kind of where the imagination comes in. We have this saying, uh, you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of that, you, it's hard to come up with on your own in the imagination, along with working with other people, um, talking with other like-minded individuals, getting together, conference calls like this, kind of coming up with new ideas and things that can start to create that imagination for that plan to make things better. And there's a lot of other ways to control your mind. And sometimes uh, when you're thinking of like excuses or you're thinking of things where maybe this isn't going to work out, maybe this plan is better. Um, you got to remember that when I'm thinking of a plan, that's me and my it thinking of a plan. And sometimes it's good to have that third party in there to kind of eval help evaluate that story that you've created um, to come up with the best solution. And like I said, it's going to, it takes a lot of courage to be able to want to change these things because it kind of throws a lot of things you've learned out the window and um, organizing the different thoughts and things like that. So there's another saying I came across and it said, everyone is self-made, but only the successful admit it. And I thought that was kind of interesting uh, because a lot of people that when they're in a bad situation, they tend to like blame different uh, things in their environment, things that happened or bad luck or something like that. Um, but when people work really hard and then they achieve things and they start changing their life, everybody thinks they're lucky when if you really look at the facts, those are the people that worked hard and did the work it took in order to um, accomplish those goals. So um, a little short recap is just the owning your mind is being proactive. Like it's something you have to do now. Like it's something you have to take charge of and take that control back now. Um, a lot of times we just think we've turned out a certain way. Well, now that you know this, you, you can realize that that's not true, that everything we do from here on out is our choice. We get to create our own destiny. We get to pick who we want to be. We get to look at those I statements and create the ones we want and cross out the ones we don't. And it's difficult when you're not paying attention and you're not being aware to let those things slip in. So the key to this is being aware all the time, be on the lookout, um, the signs, those red flags, those different things. Every time I say like an I statement or I like to do something or I'm just a certain way, I know that I kind of stop and I go, am I absolutely sure that this is who I want to be? Is this what I want to accept as a trait? So that's it for uh, owning your own mind. Thank you very much, uh, Jody. Um, would any, uh, how about you, Bill? How does uh, this uh, presentation tonight relate to you and your past? Uh, is I can really see it. Um, you know, past program conditioning when I was younger. Uh, you know, where. Uh, it was just all negative things, uh, and then you get that inbred in you, so you you feel like your self-worth is, is nothing. 
And then, you know, recently I just look at it as uh, what's going, you know, going on with my past marriage where uh, I thought I had it all together and all I was seeking was acceptance and doing and doing and doing to try to have control of the situation where, um, you know, thinking that everything's good. So my mind has it, has it saying that everything's good. But, uh, you know, the other person's mind is negative. So it was one of those things that all of a sudden when the breakup occurred, it was, uh, okay, Bill, you failed again. You know, uh, the self-esteem went down. Really, everything went down. You know, didn't even feel like a man. And uh, owning your own mind, you know, coming back now and getting out of the fog, it's been it's been refreshing to like, listen to um, Les Brown and T.D. Jakes and to reaffirm and know in my heart and own my mind to know that I'm far better than the circumstances that were presented to me. So it's it's been really an adventure the last well, yeah two and a half well really fifteen months fifteen months with you to uh, discover everything that was really just nestled in my mind and how my internal thoughts had such a grip on how I viewed myself how I viewed others um, even relationships but. Uh, it's been so refreshing to learn that you can you can succeed and like Jody was saying, turn around and own it and understand take a take a step back and look at one what the situation is, two controlling your thoughts like I've been you know the last couple months I've been attacked and attacked and attacked, but it's just turning around and saying no that's you know get those uh those evil thoughts, you know, because Ray was talking about it being the devil, and it is, to get those thoughts out of there and to maintain positive, uh, you know, a positive attitude. Get out and do different things that you may not do, uh, you know, all the time. Because, uh, you know, it's just like eating vegetables. You know, or wait, I, I have a really good one. I never ate bananas my entire life. And up until two months ago, uh, my daughter brought a bunch of bananas home, and I ate one. And, you know, I like them now. And before, I never really tasted a banana. I just, it was in my mind that I didn't like it. And now it's like I have a banana every day. So that's, I know that's just a simple, strange thing, but, uh, you know, based off the course of my life and uh, the unfortunate circumstances I've had recently, uh, it's just, Maintaining a positive attitude towards the future, knowing that you can you can break through the unfortunate circumstances and come out better, and know that it's really not your fault because everyone's human and everyone has their it. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate you uh, sharing with us. Uh, how about you, Ray? Uh, how does that apply to you in your life in the past? Uh, Many years. In the past 10 years, I, I think a lot of my growth or progress it came from owning my situation. So I'd say accountability has a lot to do with being able to own your own mind. And it's something that I bring up a lot 
when talking to someone about making a major change in their life is that you have to, for one, take accountability. You have to believe that you are in control or you have the power to make a major difference. Um, Because whenever you have a belief that someone is causing your situation to be what it is, then you immediately give up your power to change it. Because how do you change something that you are not in control of? If you feel that your life is being influenced by other people or being controlled or manipulated by other people, you tend to get into this uh, this feeling of loss of control. And so owning my own mind and my personal experience, it came from being able to look at my life as something that I had the power to make a difference or, or make a change. So I believe the first step is to take accountability and, and to develop the belief that your mind is powerful, your thoughts are powerful, and that your soul, your energy is extremely important and, and special. And that you how you use that determines your reality in ways far more uh, impactful than your outside influences. And to develop that belief, for one, so that you can move forward and take the kind of action that will lead to a significant change. And then second, of course, is moving forward and and then taking that significant action. But that action has to be rooted in the belief system that you're coming from a space of power and of... um, empowerment because if you're not empowered when you're taking your action your action will be very weak and subtle and you have to it has to be grounded in a belief that you're you're your ultimate creator uh, of your reality and then taking those sorts of actions like reprogramming your mind your subconscious mind through affirmations i think those two things have probably uh, contributed to the most growth in my life is accountability and then reprogramming through affirmations, through changing belief systems, which come down to awareness, becoming aware of what's controlling your circumstances, what factors are contributing to your current uh, position in life, becoming aware of those different factors and then working to uh, tweak or adjust them to get better results. And I could go on and on, but I think majority of the things that I've worked on in my life were rooted in first believing that I and I alone could actually look at my situation, become aware of who I am, why I'm where I'm at, and then doing something about it. And when we, like I said, when we have the belief that the whole world is at fault and I'm just an innocent bystander, then you've set yourself up for for failure right from the jump. So getting out of that and into a a mindset of God created me with the power and the uh well the willpower and the you know uh mental ability and emotional stability to change my life for the better and then taking 
positive reconstructive action in, in order to really reprogram that mind and that conditioning uh, that we develop over you know many years at a young age and through you know our adult years we tend to reinforce that conditioning that we learn from a young age so it just gets stronger and takes on new shapes so you know you really gotta get in, inside of that and nobody really can get inside of it better than you it's very helpful to have somebody to guide you through that process to especially when you're not experienced because it's i've always said it's like a blind spot it's very hard to look at it, but nobody can truly see it but you. So it, it really helps to have someone guide you to the place or through the process of discovering those things that, uh, you know, cause you to operate in the way that you do. But, you know, you've got to believe that you can do it first. And that's what got me through a lot of major changes in my life. Um, is grounded, very much grounded in that belief that, you know what, I give up thinking that it's everyone else's fault and I can see how it all stems from a way that I'm thinking or a way that I'm choosing to take action or react to a situation and that I have the power to change that. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you uh, sharing with us. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the introduction to it, uh, how it came about uh, many years ago, and uh, how it is uh, coming about through the book and the philosophy, you know, that we uh, teach through by discovering it, your invisible power. I want to thank everybody for coming tonight, and uh, Jody, would you like to say anything else? Uh, share anything else before we get off the conference call? Um, that's it. I want to thank uh, Bill for sharing. And it was a good call. Okay, buddy. Thank nice you. work, thank Jody. You. A lot of good info. Thanks, Bill. Thank all three of you for uh, participating tonight. And we will see you next uh, next week, next Tuesday night. And don't forget to call 515-604-9530 and use the access code 655-145. Thanks again for everybody being on the call, and we'll see you next week.